Hello, fans of the Geekspin Podcast. Here we are at episode three, where I interview the fifth sister. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, and if you are, perhaps consider supporting the podcast through Buy Me a Coffee. You can find the Geekspin Podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Geekspin Podcast. And for a small donation, you can help me keep bringing new content and interviews with talented artists. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Geekspin Podcast. And don't forget to visit the websites of the talent artists that we feature and support their work. Now, on with the show. You have my sword, her bow, and their phaser. You have our dragon, her wand, his lightsaber. You have their special dice, her sonic screwdriver. We are... United by what we love. We are united by what we love. Alright, and welcome to the third episode of the Geekspin Podcast. I'm your host, the Cory Geek, and I'm here today with the fifth sister out of Leicester, UK. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So, how did you get started as a musician? <laughs> Um, I've been thinking about this a lot this week. Um, I have been obsessed with music since I was, like, before I can even remember. Um, But I remember getting into rock music when I was, like, 10 or 11. Um, I grew up with parents. My dad was a huge Pearl Jam fan. My mum's a huge Green Day fan. And I just kind of remember my dad one day saying to me, um, you know... The thing he loved about rock music was that the people actually played their instruments themselves. And being a kid that liked pop music and, and dancers, it was a very strange concept to me. And um, I just remember him giving me like a Foo Fighters CD or something. I was like, I was only like a kid and um, right. just wanting to be Dave Grohl when I grow, grew up and begging for guitar lessons and drum lessons because that was all of a sudden was, oh, you can you can make these things yourself. You don't need to have uh, a record deal or you don't have to know somebody who's a songwriter. You can write these songs yourself. And um, I think to this day, my mum regrets that he did that because then they had to spend my whole teenage years with guitars and drum kits in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a case of, I can do this myself. And I mean, that was... That was like 18 years ago now, and it still boggles me um, that you can just pick up an instrument and make it make noise, and it sounds pretty. Yeah, yeah so you definitely have some uh, <laughs> punk uh, influences in your music, some uh, rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, well, aside from uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, uh, who are some of your other musical influences? Um, I mean... The kind of guy that I credit with a lot of what I do now, um, uh, well, there's sort of two two influences mostly. Um, I I've always written lyrics even before I could. So so I started learning drums at twelve and I started learning guitar at fourteen. But I'm I've always sort of written lyrics or or poems and things like that. Um, but I didn't really get serious about it until a friend of mine sent me some Jonathan Colton songs back when he was doing the thing a week project he did in like 2006 or something Mm -hmm. and um that's when i found out you really really did not need a record label you could record all these things yourself as well um and i ended up going to university um to learn how to record and um to do songwriting um and around that time um there was a geek band that are no longer together but were huge huge influencers and big um supporters and friends of mine uh, was a band called Cyfried, and they just brought out um two albums um ramming speed which is a parody album and geeks unite which was an all originals and they were sort of the only other people i knew that were writing like songs about Stargate and songs about Babylon 5 and like the nerd music scene f- for me was limited to like Nerf Herder and Weezer and 
you know, 2008 and 2009 was when I really started in geek music, was when we all suddenly started in geek music and um, the the whole kind of what you wrote about shifted and you could just write a Star Wars song or you could write a song about like just anything you wanted and um, it was really like Jonathan Colton and Seifried that that pointed that way for me. So you just released another album not long ago, Clean Slate. Yep. Which I believe uh, came out late last year, early this year. December, December, end, end, end of December. Okay, and it's about uh, Absentia. <laughs> yes. TV series. Yes. And I believe it's your second album dedicated to that TV series. How did you get? Uh, how did you get into it? <laughs> so, um, these both. Uh, Clean Slate and the album before that, Shattered Past, yes, uh, were inspired by a show called Absentia. Um, and the, the the album that came before that was an album called Always, which was inspired by a show called Castle. Um, and I am a big fan of the actress that is in Castle, and Absentia was the show she went into um, after Castle. Um and it's a show about uh, an FBI agent. She goes missing for six years. They think she's dead. And her son um, is raised by another woman. Her husband remarries. And it's sort of the journey of what she goes through when she comes back when they find her. Um, and it's not usually the kind of thing that I like because um, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. But um, there was a big sort of mental health storyline that went along with it. And... Um, I mean, I've been, I've not been very, very vocal about it, but I have been honest on on Twitter and on social media that for the last few years I've had a big problem with my mental health and it was sort of a comfort show. Um, and I just have this habit of writing about whatever I'm watching. And um, these, I mean, the Shattered Past started as a three-song EP that, I mean, all my albums start with ZPs, and then I just write and write and write, and then go, oh, I haven't shut up for six months. Now I have 12 songs. Okay, let's just put them out as an album. And that's kind of what happened with this. Um, but Clean Slate was kind of special because I kind of became not friends, but um, a, like sort of acquaintances with the guy that wrote the last season of Absentia. Um, cool. He followed me. I, I make, in my spare time, one of my hobbies is I make um, custom Funkos and I made some of the characters. And he knew because I, 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 when he came onto the show, I shared this first Absentia album with him and he shared it with the fandom. And um, we kind of talked and I was like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be funny if, if I if I did the same thing for your season and he was like please do and then <laughs> um so I did and he's he's been like really really supportive he shared it when it came out on Spotify he asked me for the links so he could share them um I know that maybe he sent it around to the cast I know some of the cast have heard it um and I d didn't get sued by Sony so you know it was that was that was fun well, that's always a good thing. You know, the last thing you want is a uh, cease and desist order. Yeah, pretty much. So, what's your songwriting process like? How do you, uh, obviously, you know, you write about the things that you're currently interested in, but, you know, when you start getting a song idea, you know, how do you really get into writing the full song? Um, sometimes it's just a case of I'm just sitting and playing so I've, I've got a huge collection of ukuleles. Um, surprisingly enough, a lot of my stuff does end up getting written with a ukulele because they are very small. I've got a few that fit in my bag. Um, I take them. So my day job is that I run a uh, rehearsal studio. So my boss is the, the studio owner. Um, isn't doesn't really object if I'm sitting sort of in between whatever I need to be doing I'm having a coffee break or something um he's quite happy for me to sit there with the ukulele because there's a whole bunch of noise going on anyway um yeah. I'm just adding to it um so sometimes it's just I just sit I'm sitting playing some chords and the 
feel of the song reminds me of something um I do have like a bucket list of songs of um like things I'd like to write about um I did the I did form this year I did the February album writing month um and um I looked at what was on my bucket list and things like I wanted to write a song about Wonder Woman so I did I wrote I wanted to write a song about um I had a couple of superhero songs that I wanted to do and I got through them um at the time I was watching Umbrella Academy and I ended up writing four songs about Umbrella Academy um it's just it's sometimes it's hit and miss sometimes I've got I mean I've got a folder of like 40 50 instrumentals um that I'll periodically go back and listen to and I've just watched a movie or I've just read a book or I've I've just had a conversation with a friend and that instrumental makes me think of that thing and then I go and write about it and sometimes it's just a case of I'm having a bad day and the best thing that gets me out of it is just writing about what I'm feeling or um you know there's a song on my first album that um is called um got my jetpack and I was literally I was just frustrated at work one afternoon and was like what would be better than being here oh jetpacks right let's just write a song about it and it makes me laugh every time I hear it because I remember being sat at work with a ukulele writing that song while my boss is off in the corner not knowing I'm writing this song about him (laughs) Well, I've got to actually say that Jetpack was pretty much the song that first really drew me into your music. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, okay, this person's got something. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it speaks to a lot of us, really, who are frustrated in our uh, day-to-day work and would just like to strap on it. I mean, it's 2021, right? We're supposed to have Jetpacks already. We're supposed to have flying cars, Jetpacks, and be living on the moon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So... Although I am a little, I am kind of glad that we don't have to be wearing uh, anything made of uh, mylar. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I just don't think that would be a good look. Everybody unhappy Work is piling up More coming every day Adventure's calling me I've really gotta get away
Okay, so you work in a uh, recording studio. Is that uh, Quad Studios? Yes, that's uh, Quad Studios here in Leicester. Yeah, and you just uh, gone back to work recently because of, uh, I guess, COVID and. Well, yeah, it's, it's, we're not. I'm not back. I'm not running it currently. Um, we have to put um, safety measures in place. So okay. I've been I've been there for the last couple of days, having a look at what needs to be done for us to be open and have our bands back rehearsing um because i haven't been i've i've been at home since march of last year um so because it's just um you know we've had this rule of six in place um but it's not pertained to venues uh venues here in the uk for music have been shut since march they've never reopened um so a lot of who we deal with are theatre groups, um, you know, the, the musicians behind the theatre production getting together to rehearse, local bands, um, touring bands that just come through that need, you know, a bit a bit of tune up because the venue's too small for them to do a proper a proper rehearsal, um, and we're hoping that come June we'll be open fully and. Um, our music scene here will be able to come back to life because um, we've not been able, none of us have been able to do anything. It's been live streams or album writing. I mean, I've written three albums in the last year because I've had nothing, I've had nothing to stop me from doing that. Um, and it's a thing that makes me very happy and gets me through, uh, got me through a lot of the boredom and the tediousness of being locked in the home for 12 months. Yeah, I can imagine. So you mentioned that you participated in FOM this year. It's a subject that keeps coming up with uh, actually all yeah. three interviews so far. So would you like to talk about how you got involved in that? Yeah, um, I mean, I know that the, you had the Faithful Sidekicks, the first guest, um, and I know Eric. Um, and it was actually um, Madison uh, Matricula who was like, are you going to do it? And I... Um, because we, we've become good friends in the last 12 months and a ton of my friends have done it in the, the last few years um, and I just never was able to because um, of being at, at, at work and not being able to commit the time and I had the time this year and, um, you know, the 40, it's 14 songs in 28 days. Um, so I kind of looked at it as, okay, I have two days for a song and... I'll, whatever I have after those two days, I'll just move on because um, I'd, I'd written, I'd just finished write, making Clean Slate literally in December and I think it was out two weeks after I'd finished the last song on it. I did not think I had anything sort of left in the tank. Um, but it'd be a, a good way to kind of start the year and start making something new and try and finish off this album that I'd started and stopped before um, making Clean Slate. And uh, I averaged a song a day in the end and then I had to just go, no, I've done enough. I'm going to stop now. Um, and it was just fun. I mean, the, the Faithful Sidekicks um, are, are great musicians and I was so excited when I knew Eric um and Jen were involved with it and I wanted to go and just play with my friends because you you, you don't I, I mean I'm I'm friends with a lot of people in this circle and you're all in um, in America I'm I'm very very lonely over here in the UK so again to play with my friends for a month and share music and just share songwriting tips and uh, send demos to each other because that was something I don't usually do I don't usually share stuff with anybody till it's finished um it was a learning curve I got great tips um Eric in particular would 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 send me a lot of um advice or feedback um and it was a, an experience I'm just telling every musician I know now do it it's it just gets you out of um songwriting funk I wrote stuff that I probably wouldn't have written otherwise um 
So one of the things that um, I particularly enjoyed is they have a Twitter account and they would post um, prompts. Just here's an idea. And one of the prompts um, was something like write a theme song. And I took that very literally. I wrote a 30 second theme song about having to get up out of bed and the only thing that would get you through the day was drinking a cup of coffee and it was just <laughs> this and it was just something that was so unbelievably silly so unbelievably silly that I never would have written and it was just like everybody was like please turn this into a full song please um this is this is just this is so funny and I was like I just didn't think this joke would land with anybody and people were like it, it is you know I've never thought about doing that either I was like I wouldn't I wouldn't have had it not been for this 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 month um they they put so much thought into everything that that was going to happen and all these prompts and all these resources for musicians I mean I've 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 done songwriting challenges in the past and I've worked in this in my studio for like 10 years and I've been doing music most of my life and that's honestly one of the funnest um experiences i've ever had and i recommend it to any musician that's listening take part in february album writing month if you can even if you just write two songs you still have uh, some good memories from it it was it was wicked awesome actually i would love to hear that jingle yeah i've got it somewhere i I will share it with you (laughs) okay so you have a home studio. Uh, is that where you're doing most of your recording? Yeah, I, I built, like, I set up a little little area during the start of lockdown here um, because I used to do most of my my stuff um, where I work, uh, but it was quite limiting because if I was there, I was having to run. I, I run the place, so if I was there, I was mostly there working. So it would take um, me a while to, you know, take me a week just to finish one song. Um, and I was going a little bit like within the first week of being in lockdown, I was going stir crazy. And my wife was like, "You need to, you need to, um, you need to set something up here because you can't. We don't know when. We don't know when the pandemic's going to end. We don't know if and when you'll be allowed to go back to work. It could be, it could be months. It could be. It. I mean, it's ended up being a year. So mm-hmm. thankfully, she pushed me into just you know, you've got all your guitars here. You've got all your ukuleles here um you've got a keyboard somewhere in storage storage just get you know we i bought a desk i made some soundproofing um i bought some some backdrops um and um i just i spend most of my day sitting if it's not writing a song it's mixing a song that i've done or um and because otherwise i probably really would have gotten my wife's nerves she could i mean she's been working from home so she's in her she's in her office you know 7 a.m 8 a.m till 5 a.m uh 5 p.m so if i'd not had a home studio i'd have just been um what getting on her nerves all day wandering in and out of the office like entertain me entertain me entertain me i can't i can't watch tv anymore do something (laughs) i know you're working but i don't care I'm not. Entertain me. You mentioned being a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, so what instruments do you all play? I I started out with um, drums when I was 12. And then I took, like, introductory guitar lessons. I'm So I do say I'm a guitarist, um, but I'm not the world's best guitarist. I like to say I'm the world's okayest guitarist. Um I and I, I and I play ukulele. Um, I picked that up a few years ago. Uh, I'm a, a big uh, double clicks fan, and um, laser switches back and forth between um, u- ukulele and guitar. And I wanted to learn um, Spock impersonator, <laughs> and I tried to learn it, and I screwed it up. And what I did play on ukulele ended up becoming my song um no i'm not incredible um because i was playing the wrong chords to spock impersonator so um i kind of accidentally wrote a song and 
so I like to credit Laser with the creation or helping in the creation of that song. And then um, uh, I, I sort of dabble in bass guitar. Um, we have one at the studio for like testing out equipment when, you know, a bass player blows an amp up or something. Um, so I got like a really cheap one at the beginning of the pandemic uh, because I couldn't use the one that we had at work. And um, again, world's okayest bass player. <laughs> um, so yeah, just mostly just uh, anything, there's anything that I can play a Ramon song on, I'm happy with. Um, because it's mostly what I learned, what I was listening to when I learned guitar and drums when I was a teenager, it was Ramon's songs. So um, that's probably why a lot of my songs have has have a little bit of a Ramon's esque quality to them. Uh, Do you ever find yourself collaborating with other artists? Um, occasionally, um, a few years back, I did some collaborations with uh, my friend who goes under the name the prize-winning squid we did or i was a guest star on um one of his albums or t i think it was two of his albums in the end um digital champions um which was like metal nerd nerdcore rap um concept albums i got to play one of a character called fate um and i badgered him into um guesting on song of mine which it's not on um streaming it's not on Bandcamp. i believe it's still on youtube um it was a song called hello and it was a song it was about um taking these like geek and nerd and weirdo um labels that that we get because just because we like science fiction or um we like playing board games and just being like um, yeah, I am, and that's not a bad thing. Um, they're they're not they're not the insults you think they are. Yeah. I am actually yeah, I am a geek because that is that is who I am. Um, and like I think it's probably one of the funnest one of the funnest things um, I've done. Um, unfortunately, the I it's never appeared on anything because I had a problem with my uh, laptop and lost all of the um, files for it. So I think the only version of it still exists on um, YouTube. And one day I will harangue him into um, doing a new version or, or a more up to date version of it. But um, that was wicked. Um, but no, I don't. I don't really get again get the chance to do a lot of collab stuff. Um, I'm always very wary of the of committing to things because my job, uh, mostly because of my job, I don't want to commit to something and then like be on twenty four hour demand at the studio because it's it's me running the place. Um, I don't like the idea of letting any of my you know any of my friends or any of my peers down. Um, but that being said, if anybody wants to collaborate with me, I am, I am, you know, I'm always up for it. I have been chatting to um, the Salacious Crumbles um, that we're hopefully, I'm hoping we'll get something going um, when we can all arrange schedules to kind of reflect that. But I mean, it's just hard. I'm like five, six, seven hours ahead of most artists so by the time you know anybody's available to to sort of chat and and work on something it's like uh, i'm asleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's you know let's try and get together at the weekend when we can you know you guys are just getting up and i'm just like sitting down to have dinner and we can squeeze 30 minutes in somewhere in between all of that yeah i've had to become very uh <laughs> very cognizant of time because a couple of months ago i uh was helping one of my friends interview the pdx broadsides unfortunately we didn't think about the time difference so <laughs> we scheduled it for one o'clock our time uh not realizing that uh, they were out in portland they're uh, two hours behind us 
Um, so yeah, if they wound up, uh, they're just getting out of bed and yeah. you know, all reaping up for a couple hours. Yeah. I, I know that pain. I've, um, many, many years ago used to be part of the team that ran an internet radio station, um, called Nerdy FM. And I interviewed the PDX broadsides and it was 2am my time. <laughs> um, and it was a very, very, like, I, but I list them on like, they're listed in all of my thanks. Um, they're very good, good friends of mine. Um, huge, huge influencers. Um, and it was one of the most fun interviews I've ever done, but it got to like 3am and I'm like, I just, can we just pause? I need to make coffee because it's the middle of the night here. <laughs> but it was, it was, it, it was fine. I mean, I loved doing it and I was more than happy to do, to stay up and do it because I knew it was the only time the 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 three of them were able to do it um because i'm i think i'm like eight hours ahead um of them and um you know when they're not out being complete and utter rock stars they all have very demanding day jobs so it was um and i just i just remember it just being hysterically funny they are very funny when the three of them are together um i've got to admit they're supposed to be coming to uh winnipeg uh hopefully next year they were supposed to be here back in 2020 uh but obviously everything got locked down i'm a little bit nervous to meet them because they all seem like they're very very smart oh yeah i i had the honor of um uh jessica was here in the uk a few years ago for a um for a work she was here for a work convention and um my wife and i met up with her for lunch and she was honestly the sweetest it was just one of one of my favorite memories um we actually my wife just because we thought it would, would be funny we turned up we met her at the train station um and we we met up with her, her holding uh, we love pdx broadsides cardboard signs just because we thought it'd be really funny and mm -hmm. she she was flawed she was like can you can you please just pose like that i need to take a, a photo because i need to show this to the rest of the band this is hilarious like nobody if we ever get famous enough that this happens this this is this is the dream and mm -hmm. um and i knew it i knew that would be the reaction because i'm like yeah if that ever happened to me that would be like if anybody was waiting for me anywhere with a I love the fifth sister sign I would freak out um so it was just a really funny kind of musician to musician joke but um it was just a really it was a fun afternoon I if you get to hang out with with any of them just they are a blast absolutely I promise if you ever come to Winnipeg I will be there at the airport <laughs> with the, uh, I love the fifth sister sign <laughs> thank you Actually, it's uh, funny because Jessica is actually responsible for the creation of this podcast. Oh, uh, wow. She, con she contacted me back in 2019. Uh, the PDX Broadsides just released relatable content. Mm -hmm. And I was part of a, another podcast called the Sean Geek Podcast. So one of uh, our mutual friends had given her my contact information because they're looking for you know a way to kind of let people know that they're going to be coming down to Winnipeg in uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. So she contacted me and, you know, was trying going back and forth, trying to uh, arrange an interview through uh, this other podcast. But uh, for whatever reason, it just never came around. So since that time, I've been started really getting into nerdy music, you know, started off with the PDX broadsides and, you know, yeah. started kind of fanning out based on, you know, the people that they collaborate with or the people that they recommend. And really, that is how the podcast kind of came about, because I started realizing, okay, well, you know, there's all these people out there. You know, I've been one to do a podcast of my own. I love yeah. music. I love nerdy music. So let's just go ahead and start my own podcast about uh, geek music. So really, Jessica is the reason that I really kind of got started in this whole thing. Oh, wow. She I'm, yeah, she, that's if she amazing. hadn't contacted me, I wouldn't have thought about it. That's amazing. Yeah. No, and it's, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, it's really great that you have started this. I've been uh, 
sort of around this community for um like 10 years or so now um and a lot of things have come and gone and a lot of what has gone it has been the the, the there aren't as many podcasts just specifically on the music side of things like, that there used to be and there are a lot of artists that have come in um like I say I used to work with the the guys that ran Nerdy FM and um a lot of us started out like 2009 a few people are even longer than that and there are so many more people doing it now than there was then and everybody's doing everybody's doing something different no there's like no you can't pit point to two artists and go oh you know they're the they're they're doing similar things everybody's nerdy but everybody's doing it differently i mean yeah. you listen to the the pdx broadside i you know i started with sort of sci fried and then i got into mock with a c and i got into kirby crackle and i looked at who they um were collaborating with one of my favorite things to do was there was a um there was a nerd music festival called nerdapalooza um back when i first started doing this and i used to just go and listen to who was on the on the bills who was playing the festivals because the festival was in florida this, there was no way i was going to it um so i i i I just used to go, oh, I've never listened to them. Have they got a band camp? Are they on YouTube? I mean, most of us are now on Spotify. I joined Spotify this year. Um, so now it's even easier because you go and look at, you know, related artists. But um, it was, a lot of it is and still is word of mouth. Have you have you heard my friend? My friend's just put a new album out. My, you know, I, I've just done a guest spot on this this band's album. Um, a PDX broadsides are amazing for sharing their friends. I mean, I, I got into the double clicks who who sent me to PDX broadsides, who sent me to Misbehaving Maidens, who sent me to, you know, Tom Wilde. And it's just like this never ending chain of here, here's my friends, go listen to my friends, then tell me that you've listened to my friends, because that makes me happy. And um, so for, for there now to be a new podcast that we're all um getting a chance to sort of tell our stories it's 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 really cool oh thank you i appreciate that <laughs>
Let's get back to talking about you. <laughs> that's what the podcast is about. Okay. Uh, so, what are some of your fandoms? Um, some of my fandoms. I mean, I'm a big. So, my ha- my house is all themed. So, uh, my wife is a big Harry Potter fan. So, our bedroom is Harry Potter themed. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I've always loved Star Wars since I was a kid. So, our living room is filled with Star Wars things. Um, my studio is is absentia and castle themed. Um, our bathroom is Jurassic Park themed. Um, so they're just like some of the of the more major ones. But I mean, um, I'm a huge Babylon Five fan. Um, a huge a, a huge Xena fan. At, um, and just just most. If it's good sci-fi that makes you think and makes you really want to abandon life on Earth and go and live amongst the stars, I'm generally a fan of it. Um, but yeah, my like my big my big three are probably like Star Wars and Absentia and uh, Xena. I, I I love those shows. Oh, Xena's definitely a classic one. Have you done any songs uh, based around Xena? No, I sort of. Um, I, tr- I, 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 I kind of tried to a few years ago, um, or many years ago. So in my in my brain, it's like still 2018. So when I say a few years ago, I actually mean like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've like Zine is still on my bucket list. I've never found the right um, angle for it. Um, I did. And I don't think it's online anymore, but I did a few years back. Um, there's a geek pop nerdy artist called Mary Amber, who's from um, Australia. And she does amazing music. And she did a Xena song um, on, she had like a 90s themed album, which is incredible. Um, so I did a cover of her Xena song. Um, I know Mark with a C did a, a song, a cover of her song Tamagotchi. Uh, they're on the same al- same album. Um, when it came, when that came out, Mark sent me an email and said, "You you need to go and listen to this artist. This album is '90s themed. You're a '90s kid. You'll love it. But there's a Xena song on it. Go and listen to her Xena song." So I've never really been able to top her song. So I've never really tried. <laughs> so so if I ever if I'm ever like, oh, you know, I'm in the mood for a Xena song, I tend to just kind of p- play hers. Um, it's incredible. I recommend it. It's a very good song. Did you ever play live? Um, when I started out doing this, I used to play live a lot. Um, unfortunately, running a studio, um, most of my afternoons and evenings are spent at work. So uh, most of what I play live is live streamed because... Um, Mostly eight because right now no, none of the venues are open, um, but it's um, it's it, it's a question I get asked all the time, and it's quite funny because me me um, and my my boss is in um, the studio owner is a drummer, and we both always have the same answer: if we were gigging, we wouldn't be here, so you wouldn't be able to use our services. Mm. Um, so it's like a double. It's it it's hard. Um, which is why I've really embraced doing the live. I do a lot of Instagram lives, um, Facebook live when I can, um, because 
I'm all I'm I'm really bad workaholic, so <laughs> finding you know finding a venue that's open at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon that will take me for an hour before I start work is just no none you know none of them want to want to do that and then um you know the odd time I am off I spend at home actually getting to see my wife because we I I I work afternoons evenings and she has a normal job so we don't we don't see each other um if if I'm out all the time. What are some of your plans for the future? Um, I have a new out. <laughs> I have another new album um, that's almost finished. Um, that will probably be out um, early summer, and some more um, some more music videos. I don't get to do music videos um, often. I really have not been able to do them throughout the pandemic um I, I got the chance to do a a video for clean slate which i didn't think i was going to be able to do um and so i kind of want to try and try and do some more of that um i would really like to start trying to do um more live shows um even if it's just live streaming um i arc you know i archive all of the the streams that i do um i just want to keep making songs and finding some way to share them with people and that's sort of always been the goal of the fifth sister is i write so much um i'm always writing is just to have things that i'm proud of to to share with people um songs that are either so ridiculous that they make you laugh or songs that are so um so a lot of clean slate and a lot of shattered past i mean i say it in the the album like notes for it a lot of those songs are about living with mental health and uh the whole idea was that sometimes you don't understand that there are other people that feel just as horrendously bad as you do and um it's maybe a chance for somebody to hear something and not feel alone um or feel like okay somebody else gets it um so i'm not you know i'm not one in a million i'm actually one of several thousand that feel like this um and then the new album hopefully is a little bit happier there's there's some jokey songs on it and uh, I mean, there's, you know, stuff, there's a, a One Division song that's just completely ridiculous. And then there's a song that's about, okay, this is a bad, I'm having a bad day. I won't tell you I'm having a bad day. What I'll tell you is I'm okay. I'm all right. I just want to be on my own. Um, and this is actually the reason I'm not answering my phone because sometimes you don't want to when you're not having a particularly good day. Um, and just kind of going back and forth between happy happy songs and you know yeah there's somebody out there that 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 understands and is here for is providing something as an escape for you when you need it uh, i think there's a lot of that in fandom so do you ever get a chance to attend uh, conventions out there yeah i mean it's it's something i've i've i have talked with um, a lot of the folks over in the US about the convention scene here is is pretty cool. I mean, uh, we have I, there is actually a local convention that happens um, in the venue that I live directly opposite. So it's awesome when that convention rolls around because I roll out of bed about ten minutes before the door opens, um, which is wicked, um, and it's like a just you know it's just one big giant toy fair essentially with an area for people to kind of test out some board games and they do a costume contest and it's just like a bunch of collectors come along and you know sell video games comic books toys they have a lot of uh handmade stuff um you know jewelry teddy bears what you know if you make something and it's geeky you go along and sell it um 
you know, some of the bigger cities like Leicester, um, sorry, London and, and Birmingham and um, Glasgow have the big, big conventions. The, uh, I've been to the London ones many times. Um, they are brilliant. Um, the one thing that the UK convention scene does not have is an appreciation for nerd music. I have tried for years to get them to book um, musicians and they don't want to. They just want a space for the guest talks and um, that's it. They won't, they've, it's never been embraced here. I mean, there are, there are quite a few um, nerdy musicians that are out here. We're all quite widespread. Um, they're, you know, there's Helen Arnie who's in London. She does a lot of science um, sort of songs. We have um, Mr. B. We have Professor Elemental, um, who get booked. They both get booked for a lot of the the steampunk conventions, um, and it seems to be they like they only really the steampunk community that is sort of embraced um, the music element. Um, but I mean, I'm talking from my, my my experience. I might be there might be some conventions at, at, around the UK that do have um, the music scene. Just I've never I've in the ten years I've tried, never stumbled onto them. Um, I mean, my local co convention is brilliant, but they play the same five video game songs on repeat for the whole ten hours the convention's on. I've tried. I've tried to get them. I've I've offered to make playlists. I've offered like all sorts. Just like you know, listen. Here's a list of bands. Just go and listen to the. You know, they're they're all ch children. Fam they're all family friendly, and you know, it just adds to the atmosphere. But they just stick to you know Zelda, Mario. Here's a bit of Star Wars. Oh look! Here's the Star Trek theme song from Next Generation for the tenth time today. Um, so, I mean, when when the conventions we we haven't got any again this year. Um, hopefully, when they come back next year, there's gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try again. One mm -hmm. year the one year they're gonna cave in and just go. Yes, Beckett, stop hassling us. Here you go. We will we will add these songs. Just, you know, stop every year. Every year you come to us with the same complaint. And um, if you just listen to me, I wouldn't come with the same complaint every year. It's my only bit of feedback is there is an entire, there is entire culture that is being ignored. Um, and one day the UK will embrace nerd music as much as, as, much as I have and wish, you know, it's nice to see the, you know, filk and everything getting the love that it does um, over there. And uh, one day it will be as loved here, hopefully. Oh, we can always hope. Um, I'd actually like to hear a little bit more about the Funko, uh, the custom Funkos that you do. Yeah, it was just something. Um, it was a really weird thing that I had this idea about... Um, so I got married a couple of years ago and one of the things we thought about was um, having Funko cake toppers and it didn't we it, we didn't go with it in the end because it was just a case of I, I don't know how to do this um, and um, I sort of was collecting it like I've got a bunch of Marvel ones a bunch of the Star Wars ones um, but I really really wanted some castle ones um and there were people that made custom ones and sold them on etsy and they were like 50 pound a character for custom and i was like oh maybe i can do them you know maybe i can make this myself and i kind of looked into it and um it's in my opinion it's a lot easier than a lot of these custom people make it out to be and that's how they tack the price on because they go oh yeah they're really hard to make um mm -hmm. and they they kind of weren't if you have the the patience to do it um so that was about like three or four years years ago and now i've made like i've made the whole of the uh warehouse 13 characters because i like that show and that's a show that's not been done 
um, cast, cast, I've made a ton of Castle, Absentia, um, I made Celine from the Underworld movies, um, because that's my favourite film of all mm-hmm. time, and they've never made her. Um, my mum has a, an entire collection of our family. She's got her, my, my me, my brother. I made her my grandparents, who objected until she, they saw them and was like, actually, they're kind of cool. Um, I made her Green Day for Christmas. My uncle is a big Pearl Jam fan. I made him Pearl Jam for Christmas. Um, they're just, it's just like, a fun thing that I fell into that again with the last few years with um mental health issues um was a fun distraction if you know if music wasn't doing doing it okay let's pull apart these toys that and glue them back together and um you know creative outlets are the thing that make me feel better so if music's not doing it let's just paint a figurine um and yeah I mean I showed my wife how to do it I showed a few friends how to do it um I get demands at Christmas for custom and one one year everybody got custom Funkos because that's all they wanted they wanted themselves as a as a Funko figurine um my my niece she's seven she wanted herself as a superhero so um, her favourite superhero, Spider Gwen. So I, mm-hmm. I just I had a Spider Gwen body and just you know put a, a a blonde head on it that that looked like her. And she I was the cool I was her favourite person. I was like the cool aunt for like six months after that. You know, I'm not cool for being a rock star. I'm, I've been told I'm not cool enough to be a rock star. But as soon as I gave her a custom action figure, she's like, there, no, you're cool aunt. You're uh, I love you. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you? Um, the fifthsister.bandcamp.com has um, pretty pretty much everything um, I've ever done. I've got four, four albums at this point um, and a handful of singles that are all on there. Um, I'm also now on Spotify apple music amazon music under the fifth sister my last two albums are on there currently um youtube there's things going back 10 years that that maybe aren't even on um bandcamp anymore um and uh instagram and twitter the fifth sister um i do an instagram live usually on a friday um and if you miss it, it's usually archived. There's a whole bunch of... I did a, a living room concert video series throughout the pandemic. So anytime I wrote a new song, I just, it was me with my guitar sitting on my sofa, just kind of playing it for people for the first time. Um, that's They're all on there. Um, Twitter, I will warn you, I talk an awful lot about Obsenture on there. Um, <laughs> but I also... You know, I talk about when I've got new songs out. Uh, I share my friends' music, projects that people are working on. Um, again, a, a lot of it about Obsential. Um I have to put that disclaimer in because it is an awful amount of time that I spend on Twitter doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the main places are, you know, Twitter, Instagram and um, Bandcamp. Yeah, and I don't think you really have to apologize to fans for being a fan. <laughs> we all do it. We get obsessed with something and we talk about it nonstop. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I think we're going to wrap that up there. And uh, so, Becca, thank you for coming out. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And a huge thank you to The Fifth Sister for joining me. Please take some time to check out their music at thefifthsister.bandcamp.com. And if you like what you're hearing then purchase an album and support independent music. That's all for this week. Thank you again, and this is the Cory Geek, signing off.